Welcome to Aviation Careers Podcast. In this episode, we're going to answer the question if your time would be better spent buying an airplane and flying it instead of becoming a CFI. That's coming up next in this episode. But before we begin, a quick shout out to our sponsor, and that's Tailwind Waymakers. Tailwind Waymakers is a nonprofit founded to help fund aviation dreams. So whenever you could use some help funding your aviation training or want to win a new airplane, check out tailwindwaymakers.org. Also, Tailwind Waymakers is giving away one of those free scholarships guides. They're giving away 50, actually, and you can use a coupon code Tailwind Waymakers, and you'll get a free scholarships guide. And supplies don't last long, so make sure that you go out and use that. Also, a lot of people want to know how to get their free scholarships guide. Visit our friends at tailwindwaymakers.org or go to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free and you could possibly get one of those free scholarships guides. We have over $120 million in scholarships in that guide, and we update it monthly. Well, on with the show. What's really interesting about this show today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, if your time will be better spent uh, possibly buying a plane and flying it instead of becoming a CFI. And that's due to somebody writing in by email. Uh, actually, went to our contact page, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact. And if you have questions, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Uh, but before we begin with that, I always like to start with a little bit of an inspirational story or a quick question from somebody. This story comes in from a, fe- a friend of ours, uh, and uh, he's actually Dean Showalter, and he posed this question uh, from a past episode. Well, let me go ahead and, uh, and uh, just play that, that question. By the way, he sent me an MP3, and if you're lo- interested in sending in an MP3 and us playing your question over here, you can do that. The other way you can do that, if you want to just be recorded online, uh, it's not as good quality, but you can leave us a voicemail at Dip My Wings, Dip My Wings, and leave us a voicemail there. But I'd love you to just maybe just record a, a you know a little uh, message on your phone and send it to us. We'd love to answer that. Let us know if we can use that uh, in the actual podcast. But let's go listen to Dean's voicemail. Hey Carl, it's Dean Showalter in Virginia, and today was my last day as a full-time employee at Classic Aviation. So I figured it was a good time for me to give you an update. I've been wanting to update you for a while now. So if you remember, I spoke with you back on Friday, May the 20th. I had paid for an hour of your coaching, and that was just super helpful. Thank you so much for, for doing that. And Uh, That was just a very valuable time with you, and you connected me with some people that were really great to speak with, and you helped me sort things out, and I was headed to the airlines. I was thinking seriously about the airlines at that time, and then two days later, I guess that would have been May the 22nd, I went flying locally here with Richard, who was my previous boss at Classic Aviation years ago, and I got to go flying with him in a King Air 200. And that was such a great experience. And then two days after that, he walked in the shop one day and tossed out the possibility of me joining the pilot team for a King Air 350 that's based here at our airport that is operated by a local company. And so I had to regroup and adjust my thinking there a bit because I had been thinking seriously about the airlines when I had talked with you, and I had been thinking about that for quite some time. I've always been fascinated by the airlines. So I had to regroup a bit, but I quickly realized that this was an amazing opportunity. And my wife and kids and many friends and advisors have been very supportive of the whole thing. So after I thought about it, I I realized that this was definitely an opportunity to pursue. So 
on July the 7th, this summer, I had an interview with this company and with their, their pilots, and it went really well. That was on July the 7th. And then August the 2nd, I signed the paperwork to accept a full-time job flying in the King Air 350. And so it turns out that I will drive to, this is the plan, I drive to Concord, North Carolina, coming up on September the 25th to get ready to drink out of the fire hose of training for two weeks at a place called Flyright. They have a full-motion King Air 350 simulator there. And I'll go through two weeks of sim training and then uh, take the check ride for the type rating and come back and get flying with these experienced pilots in this airplane. And I, I'm just very, very excited about this whole thing. So I have a little over two weeks to continue studying and preparing. And I'm, I'm very excited. I'm overwhelmed. And I've, I've had to face a lot of doubts and fears along the way, but I'm just very excited about the whole thing. And so, in your recent podcast episode, you asked the question, is starting a professional career in flying at 55 worth the effort? And I'll just answer your question there from that episode with a wholehearted yes, absolutely, it is worth it. And in fact, I am 55 years old right now. So, Carl, I just want to say thank you for all of your encouragement along the way and all the ways that you've helped me and so many other people. I just really appreciate it so much. So keep up the good work, and I do hope to to meet you sometime in person. And maybe you'll end up in, in Virginia, or maybe I'll end up in Florida. Who knows? But I also, one other little fun detail, I was just looking at your last episode, and it was actually the Aviation Careers Podcast number 350, and I thought, what a what a fun coincidence that your podcast 350 to, that I was thinking about is at a time when I am getting ready to go to training for the King Air 350. So, Carl, I just really appreciate all the ways you've helped me. Thank you so much. I just wanted to give you an update on how things are going on my end. And I'll try to get back in touch with you and let you know when I am on the other side of the training and I'm up and running in the airplane. Thank you so much, and I'll see you. Well, Dean, thanks for that uh, voicemail. First of all, I appreciate you sending that over to us. Uh, Dean has a great show. I'll put a link in the podcast notes, airplaneownermaintenance.com. Uh, there's a little bio about him I have a link to. Uh, but that was quite the coincidence there. And it's so cool that uh, you wrote in or actually sent us a, a voicemail. Dean, I'd love to have you on the show. He has a, a very inspirational message always on his show. And uh, he's just uh, somebody that I really admire as a mechanic and also in his flying ability. So, uh, Dean, thanks for that. And uh, I love the fact that you talked about your path was to the airlines and you decided to take another path. And if you're listening right now, love to hear what you've done. Possibly you did the same. Uh, the airlines are great for building time, but it sounds like this, this might be the job for him, which oh, brings up the fact that you should always think about the next little juncture in the road and think that, is this the right way to go for me and my family? And it sounds like it is. Never discount anything. Never discount any job until you're in that situation and it's put in front of you and you make that decision. Because at that moment in your life, things could be different than they were you know, just a few years ago, months ago, weeks ago. So uh, hats off to you, Dean. I really appreciate that. So let's get on to the question today. Uh, and this comes in from 
a listener who went to our aviationcareerspodcast.com slash contact also use feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. And we'll read your message here. Of course, get uh, rid of all the identifying information. We won't use your name, in other words. So let's read his question. First, he says, why should I be a CFI after my flight schooling? I'm almost done getting my private pilot certificate in accelerated flight school. I'm 36 with four kids and have taught before in education. Not sure I'd have enough patience to teach again. And I want to get my 1,500 hours as quickly and effectively as possible. Would my time be better spent simply buying a plane and flying? I'm already going to be in debt. What is another 150000 I want this to be my last career and need to know something about retirement. Something seems off about the cadet programs that usher people into the regionals requiring their cadets flight instruction until they get their 1,500 hours. Are they hiring these folks at a lower rate and than those that apply outside of the cadet programs and flow through? Every hour counts for me, as does every year of employment. I appreciate your content and advice. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for that question. First, uh, let me answer the one question before we go into if it's better to buy a, an airplane or not. And this really does depend on your on your situation. Uh, those cadet programs that you talk about, uh, what's happening normally there is that these folks, it, it's, it's basically the same as what you're going through. Uh, they're pretty much guaranteed a job, even though they say they're not guaranteed a job, as long as they make it through this 1500 hours of flight instruction. Uh, the question was asked about whether the pay rates are different. Normally they are not as of today. Normally they are not in that when you get hired with the, say the major airline that has a cadet program, you start at first year pay once you actually go in the door to your training after you get your 1500 hours. So uh, most of the programs are set up that way. So I, I just want to clarify that. Some have some differences in that you actually get some seniority when you're hired into the cadet program, uh, maybe for travel, maybe not as a pilot, but maybe for travel. And some you don't get any seniority until you finish the cadet program and get hired on as a pilot. Either way, I think these are great opportunities. 1,500 hours and you're put right into a jet aircraft, a large jet aircraft at a major airline. I think that's pretty cool. Uh, that, and the, especially the fact that, yeah, we have a shortage now, but, you know, and I'll go into that in another episode, we're never going to solve this pilot shortage. We never have. And there's been shortages over the past, you know, 50 years. And we'll talk a little bit about that further. But let's dig into his question. And that's if the time will be better spent simply buying a plane and, and you know, going ahead and, and building those hours. So this is really interesting question for me because over the years, I've given advice to people on both sides of this. Number one, to buy a plane, and number two, to actually get your CFI. We're going to put a little bit of twist on this. We're probably going to, we're going to talk a little bit about doing possibly both. But let's look at the benefits of buying an aircraft. And also, uh, just to put a little more color to this, this is from my experience with the people that I've actually counseled that have purchased their own airplane and have gone through this process. So we're not talking theory here. We're talking about people who have actually done it. So let's talk about what those people that bought an airplane have done and what the benefits were to them, to those clients. So number one, you set your own hours and fly when you want. 
That's a great benefit. You don't, you're not succumbing to somebody else's schedule. It's just your schedule. If you get to a destination that you like, you can stay there longer. It all depends on your budget, of course. Number two, you can fly an extended cross-country flight in the system and gain valuable IFR experience. I have to say, this is terrific. Uh, being in the system, flying in the system, and especially flying IFR in the system, gives you invaluable experience when you move on to the airlines. Understanding how to get a clearance, understanding how to get from point A to point B safely and navigate around weather and air traffic control systems, especially if you go into some of these busier areas like the Northeast. So I would challenge you, if you do buy your own airplane, to get out there, fly IFR, fly in the system. Number three, you can bring your whole family. I mean, this is something that is awesome. I mean, you can go on trips. You can take your family with you, your pets, etc. You can fly to wherever you want with those that you love. And I think that's a really cool option for you. Number four, and uh, this is by choice, of course, you're home every night. Number four, you're home every night. Uh, that all depends on if you want to be home every night. And I know a lot of people are going to say, hey, as an instructor, I'm home every night, which is usually true that when you're an instructor, you are home every night. But you're home every night when you want to be home, going back to setting your own hours. Uh, so that's another bonus there. Number five, you can start your own flight instructing business and take on only the clients you choose. Now, this is a big one. And remember, I talked about, you know, why are we doing this? We're buying a plane, building the hours without being a flight instructor. I wanted to tack this on the end because some people do this or have done this where they've decided, hey, wait a minute. Why don't I get someone else to pay for my airplane? And I still like to teach, but I want to teach the people I want to teach. Well, start your own business. Uh, one caveat here is the expenses when you do start that. And this is going to be a, a, some of the challenges in actually owning your own airplane and building the hours. A few expenses there, especially insurance, because your insurance goes up dramatically. I'm trying to remember uh, on one of the airplanes I had, my insurance was like 1600 a year, and it went up to 6000 a year when I started teaching in it, and I couldn't do solos. That was it, because it was a complex, high-performance airplane, or excuse me, it was a high-performance airplane. So that's something you have to look at. Make sure you can ensure whatever it is the plane is that you want to fly so that your students can also fly in it. So those are some of the benefits that I've gleaned from the people that have actually purchased their own airplanes. Uh, another benefit, depending on the airplane, it can appreciate. But don't always count on that. Some airplanes do appreciate. Depends on the year that you buy. Let's talk about some of the challenges of buying your own airplane and building hours. Number one is the cost of buying the aircraft. Remember you talked about what's another $150,000. Well, there's a certain opportunity cost that's gone, obviously. And, and what's that? It's what, what you can do with that money other than dumping it into an airplane and, and having it make its own money. A good, a good example is if you put into a savings account. Obviously, a savings account, you're not going to make much. But say you invested in something that actually makes more money uh, than the low savings rates that we have, there's an opportunity that you've lost. So that's a simple explanation. So there's the cost of buying the airplane. There's the, the well, if you can pay cash, that's terrific. But again, there's opportunity lost there. If you're borrowing the money, uh, you actually have to pay a, a loan, a note every month. So you have to go out and put that into your budget. So number one, the cost of the plane. Number two is your hourly cost. You have certain hourly costs in the airplane. Now these aren't impacted as much and, and coming from someone who's owned an airplane uh, immediately. They're, you're not impacted by this immediately. And what do I mean by that? 
you, you pull up to the pump, say you have an account with a local SBO, you walk away, it's kind of cool. You, you get in your airplane, you, you put the gas in, they park it for you, whatever, and there's no money out of your pocket. This is great. Well, actually, the money comes out of your pocket eventually, but it is kind of cool. You know, you, you're, there is no, their, their cash flow is, is actually uh, a very good cash flow. In other words, you're not, you don't have a negative at that point, but, but the, the bill comes due, doesn't it? Some of these places give you a discount, which is kind of cool. But hourly cost oil, uh, obviously gas, fuel is another one. Uh, and you can actually get some discounts on those hourly costs. So you have those things. Another thing to throw in there, and some people call this an hourly cost. It's not a direct operating cost. Uh, it's actually maintenance. Uh, you need to have money in reserve for maintenance. There's not too many other hobbies you have out there where the maintenance of the aircraft can actually cost more than the aircraft itself. Uh, for instance, say you bought an airplane, you had a wing spar problem, had to replace that, and you wound up having to replace your engine. Those two things together, in certain instances, can be more than the actual cost of the aircraft that you just purchased. So something you really want to think about is there are some of those $25,000 maintenance items, uh, things like airplanes, wing spars, those type of things. Also. Along with maintenance is upgrades. Uh, that's not truly maintenance, but that's more your choice. Uh, I've seen avionics panels cost $80,000, and that's not unheard of. Uh, so make sure you put that in there. Uh, the number four uh, challenge that comes up when you actually have an airplane and now you're going into a career as a pilot is you have to, or may have to, I should say, dispose of the aircraft. And you may have to get rid of the aircraft when you're concentrating on the training at the airline. And by this, I mean, <clears throat> at the end of this, you may have to sell the plane. Uh, and a lot of times you're selling the plane when you're really busy at work. One way around this that I've seen a lot of people do is they will actually purchase the plane, sell the plane after they're done with training so they can concentrate on the training. You still have carrying costs. That means, you know, hangar fees, tie down, that type of thing. So all those hourly costs, maintenance costs, there's insurance and hangers is another one. Uh, so make sure you, you put that into your whole, you know, budgeting right there. Uh, so also number five, you, uh, you may, and this is an interesting one. Number five, I've seen ever so often, you may not learn how to interact with other pilots in the cockpit, uh, especially if you're getting ready to go into the airline environment when you're not the only person in the flight deck. Uh, this could have a slight negative impact. It all depends on you, really. Uh, so make sure you think about that. Uh, so you may actually not learn how to have that CRM that you might need uh, when you're actually a pilot flying the air, for the airline. So you have to make a bit of an effort there. And, and number six, I already talked about a little bit, is all the other expenses, monthly expenses, the carrying costs, and that's such as insurance and the hangar costs. And those are other things, and it's subscription costs, those type of things, a subscription, what do you mean by that? That means like your Jeppesen or your database for your, your charts or your database for your GPS. Those type of things are monthly costs. So that's number six is going to be those monthly costs that you have, uh, things like that tie downs, et cetera. Basically, your carrying costs, like when if you have a rental property, that type of thing. So hopefully this has helped you. Uh, there are some benefits. There are some challenges. Uh, to give you a, um, let me give you one positive story. I know someone who did this. I uh, had a client, went out, and uh, his his uh, spouse uh, was a, I think a doctor or something like that. Had a high income, so they didn't really have to worry about the income. Uh, wound up buying an airplane, like a 172. Nothing really. Ex 
too expensive. Wound up flying that 1,500 hours, had a lot of fun with it, and then went on and sold it. Didn't, didn't do anything else like I talked about being a flight instructor. Sold it, went on, and started flying for the airlines. So there's one positive. One of the negatives that I've seen, it's not too bad, but this is a negative. Uh, one of the challenges, uh, worked with somebody who actually had their own airplane, went to the airlines, and then had to concentrate on training at the airlines. In the meantime, he had like another partner or two, and they wanted to uh, have buy him out. And uh, he really didn't want to deal with that while he was in training. So if you're going to make this transition and you're an owner, make sure you plan out that transition well, possibly getting rid of the airline or the airplane before you move on to the airlines after you have your 1,500 hours. This may not be a big deal for you. Just remember, carrying costs, you have insurance, hangar, that type of thing. So hopefully this has helped you as far as looking at if your time will be better spent just buying an airplane uh, and just flying it. It could be true that 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 might be the best thing for you, uh, but it's a it's a budgeting issue, and you have to you have to reflect upon your life and possibly uh, maybe you're you have enough money that possibly this will work out for you. Most of the time, when you actually run the numbers, I'd have to say it turns out that. It's not going to work out for full time just flying the plane, but maybe doing a hybrid. And that's why I threw in the whole part about becoming a flight instructor. The other cool thing about that, you get to actually do your lessons in your own airplane. Uh, and but and, and I've seen this happen. You own your own airplane. It's also if it goes down for maintenance, you don't have another airplane. You have to rent a plane. So just remember that if your airplane goes down for maintenance, say it goes into annual and the annual takes a month or two. Uh, now you can't fly for a month or two. So think about those things. That's what's good about having a school. So if you do buy your own airplane, make sure you have a plan B. Uh, maybe get rid of that airplane at the end. So hopefully this is some of the things that uh, you think about while you're looking at buying an airplane uh, to replace actually flying as a flight instructor. You can put these costs down on a piece of paper and you can look at the, the costs uh, to you yourself. It may be worth it. Just remember what you said, you know, that 150000 actually may be a lot more than that. It all depends on the type of plane you fly. So my advice, uh, and I learned this a long time ago, is the, the, the least expensive plane a lot of times is the best plane. And uh, one of the reasons is the fact that you always can fly. I'll never forget this one airplane I had, and it was a, a Cherokee. And oh my gosh, it was so terrific. I didn't even think about the cost of it. Uh, it was so inexpensive to run compared to the other airplane that I had uh, that was actually a high-performance aircraft of maintenance uh, was a little bit different. Uh, so bills I didn't worry about as much, that type of thing. But a big bill can come due. And uh, those are shockers. Like one month, all of a sudden, it's an $8,000 bill. Um, but in general, I think it's something you have to look at. You have to put pen to paper to see if it works out. If you can come away with $150,000 in 1,500 hours, if that's the number you were looking at, hats off to you. Again, it may be getting a plane that may not be a FIFR equipped that may not fly in the system. So you may have to come back and try to do that flying in the system. So make sure you think about that. Um, so you may, we, you may want to think twice about the type of experience you're getting, and you may want to think about if this is good for you. We can talk more about that. Of course, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching. We can do some one-on-one -on -one coaching. Uh, if you could, please look at my schedule first because we're uh, kind of booked up for a, a couple of months at a time here. Uh, and so that can actually be a challenge getting in my schedule, but I'd love to talk to you. 
So if you found this helpful, do me a favor, feedback at aviationcareerspodcast.com. Put some comments uh, in the show notes. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, put some comments down in the comments section. And uh, and do me a favor, uh, if you like it, give me a thumbs up or just do a comment. Say, I like this kind of content. Could you do more of that? Uh, Also, please visit our sponsor. A lot of people start this podcast wondering where they can get that free scholarships guide. Go to tailwindwaymakers.org. They're that nonprofit organization that helps fund aviation uh, and they do that through uh, doing airplane uh, giveaways uh, so you can act amazingly enough is that you can actually go and put your money in to get uh, a, a drawing for an aircraft which is awesome at tailwindwakemakers.org and you're helping other people fund their aviation training through that because they take all the money they make and they put it into scholarships and we have that scholarship in the scholarships guide but the coupon code if you want that free one tailwind waymakers is the coupon code from tailwindwaymakers.org we appreciate what they do uh, if you're looking for uh, some other coupons from the pay it forward program uh, that's at uh, aviationcareerspodcast.com slash free well these are some really challenging questions i really enjoyed uh dean uh his comments here that was awesome i really appreciate that But most importantly, if you're doing this, if you're looking at the possibility of buying an airplane, you're trying to make a decision in your life as to which way to go, the most important thing is to to not stop here, to take action today to move forward in your career. And to do that may be something very small, like picking up a book to read a book or calling somebody, start asking around the prices of, of airplanes. You may even want to start looking into your next rating or the cost of becoming a CFI. It, But just do this for me. Take one step today to move forward in your career and in your life, and you'll be amazed at how quickly you reach your goal. We'll, we'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying out there. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although hosts or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. 